The Voices of Search podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything podcast network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. Bridge Toll, California, customer service number. Highway miles to the gallon, Ford Focus. Thailand Cave Rescue Operation. What is Schema F? Best wine bars in San Carlos, California. Best Western hotels. How old is Ronaldo? What happened with Big Brother? What's a good engagement? How long before give? a wedding should I send out save the dates? Use IMAP to check email on other email clients. Identify fonts from where to find the Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast and I Hear Everything production. In this podcast, we'll share the news, knowledge, and strategies you need to navigate the ever-changing world of SEO. Ready to expedite your company's organic growth efforts? Sit back, relax, and get ready for your daily dose of search engine optimization wisdom. Here's today's host of the Voices of Search podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the Voices of Search podcast. My name is Benjamin Shapiro, and I'm the executive producer of this podcast. And today, we've got a special technical SEO episode for you, which is going to be hosted by Jeff Atkinson, who's the founder and CEO of Huckabye. Huckabye is a technical SEO platform that automates the process of improving search results to drive more organic traffic and make your website faster. Jeff is a brilliant SEO, and I'm thrilled to invite him to take the mic and share his technical knowledge with you. And this podcast is also sponsored by Ahrefs. What if I told you that you could monitor your website's SEO health, backlinks, and organic rankings at no costs? Sounds too good to be true? Well, it's not. Because my friends at Ahrefs just launched Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Ahrefs' new Webmaster Tools product quickly helps you improve your site's visibility by pointing solutions to over 100 technical issues that might be holding your search performance down. Plus, AWT monitors for backlinks so you'll know the most linked to pages and how those links are affecting your rankings. And AWT shares what keywords your website ranks for and compares how you stack up against competitors for key metrics like search volume, keyword difficulty, and traffic value. Look, monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. And now, thanks to Ahrefs, that's not the case anymore because AWT will help you monitor your SEO health, backlinks, and keywords for free. And no, it's not one of those 14-day free trial offers. It's a powerful site audit tool that will keep working for you for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com AWT. That's A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. All right, here is a technical SEO episode of the Voices of Search podcast, guest hosted by Jeff Atkinson, the CEO and founder of Huckabye. Hello, SEOs. My name is Jeff Atkinson, CEO of Huckabye.com. And this week, we're discussing the little-known story of Google's secret war to uphold its famous motto, don't be evil. Joining me is Josh Bashinsky, an SEO and AI expert with over 20 years of business branding, marketing, and SEO expertise. He's a student of philosophy and psychology and has an MA in ethics and decision theory. He has spoken on Google search for over 20 years, including a TEDx talk called The Future of Google Search and Ethics. Josh also hosts an SEO-related podcast with 30,000 subscribers the SEO plus AI show. Yesterday, Josh and I talked about the future of Google search and ethics. 
And today we're going to continue the conversation by discussing Don't Be Evil, Google's Secret War. Okay, here's my conversation with Josh Bashinsky. Welcome back on, Josh. Very interested in this topic, Google's Secret War. I know about the Don't Be Evil tagline. I don't know about their secret war, something that sounds like that you have a lot of knowledge about. Our last talk was fascinating. We've got one of the, if you're just tuning in, Josh is one of the leading experts on AI, SEO and AI, and just some really cool and relevant stuff for today's search atmosphere. I applaud him for getting in on this space so early and knowing so much. So can you tell me a little bit about Google's secret war? Yeah, I'd love to. So I've been doing SEO for longer than Google's been around, right? I started SEO in the late 90s. If it wasn't for hair dye, you'd realize how old <laughs> I am and all this is gray, right? And I was setting up, uh, just to give you an example, when I was 19, I bought my first house and I was setting up networks and computers for the University of Winnipeg, where I was born and raised, Winnipeg, Manitoba. Yes, you can call it Winterpeg. It would be perfectly legitimate to call it Winterpeg because it is. And just so you know how old I am, when I was setting up uh, computer networks, uh, there were Novell networks and we were using DOS and Windows 3.1. That's how old I am, and that's how long I've been working in IT in general. And I, uh, this new thing called the internet came out. We're like, oh, wow, the internet, neat, you know. Uh, and uh, this new thing called Mozilla browser came out. We're like, oh, neat, web pages. And so that's how long I've been doing this. And then I heard about this thing called HTML, and this is the new programming language you need to learn. It's not a programming language at all. It's a markup language, but besides, besides the point, it's this new language you need to learn because that's what web pages are made out of. And so you had to learn it. So I went to Bev, who was the uh, IT program director at University of Winnipeg uh, for their continuing education division. And I said, uh, hey, Bev, have you heard this, uh, this HTML thing? And she's like, oh, yeah, uh, I need someone to teach it. I'm like, oh, I can teach it for you. And she's like, oh, OK. So I signed up to teach the course. And I knew nothing about HTML. I'd never heard of it before. <laughs> so I bought a, a book on HTML. It was this thick. And I learned, I learned it in a few months. And then I taught the course. And then from there, I went on to JavaScript and I went on to cascading style sheets. Uh, from there, Linux servers and things like that from there. And so I've been doing website design and building and web web technology and SEO ever since then. And when SEO was nothing, just putting your keywords in the meta keywords uh, tag and filling out the meta description. Uh, and so I've been tracking Google ever since they've been around. And in the early days, you know, they were really a company that really did follow the don't be evil motto. They wanted to make money and be good. Larry Page and Sergey Brin, of course, that was their viewpoint. I've known personally numerous Google employees over the years. Miley Oyi, uh, Matt Cutts, I've had conversations with, John Mueller, and I followed other Googlers quite uh, heavily. And uh, I wouldn't say we're friends or anything, but I definitely have had personal conversations over numerous conferences with these people. And they definitely seemed like they wanted to do good. They wanted to do right by the web. They wanted a democratic web. They wanted it to be open and they wanted to be open for mom and pops to rank and, and things like that. But then around the time when Eric Schmidt came around to be CEO of the company and they opened up to shareholders, then everything went to hell. And their don't be evil motto went by the wayside because you know what makes a lot of money? Being evil. You know what gets in the way of making money? Trying not to be evil. And that's where they started uh, hurting the, the mom and pops. They started hurting the small sites in favor of the big brand sites, which is pretty much all that ranks now. If you did a search for plaid shirts 20 years ago, you'd get small mama pops selling plaid shirts. I challenge you to do a search for plaid shirts now. Uh, try to find a small mom and pop website. In 99% of the searches, it'll be impossible to do so. It'll just be big brands at the top. And that's because Eric Schmidt made the current, I don't know if it was him, but he definitely exemplified the, the, the new ethos 
of Google when he said that brands are not the problem, brands are the solution. Brands are how you clean up the cesspool of the internet, quote unquote. And so anything that's not a brand, he called a cesspool. Like he's equating every single site that's not a big brand as a cesspool. And that's very telling as to, A, that's very evil. That's quite evil, you know, in terms of hurting people and, and setting negativity in, uh, towards people and not protecting and safeguarding people not protecting and safeguarding a democratic web and egalitarian web the way that Tim Berners-Lee intended for the web to be. And so sadly, that's kind of what we're dealing with. And so around 10 years ago, I decided to make a documentary about it. And it was called, a few, it was called uh, Don't Be Evil, Google Secret War. And I filmed the whole thing. It cost me about half a million dollars. It's a great documentary. It was very beautifully shot. It was very well done by Mark Nistico, my director of photography, and Greg Cox, my producer. They did a really good job. And they said, you know, Josh, it's going to be hard to sell this thing without a celebrity attached. And we tried to get celebrities attached. I was in conversations with Will Wheaton. And, but, you know, no one knows what SEO is and no one knows what we do. You know, when you try to explain to your parents what you do, they have no idea what you're talking about. And like, what? Like what? They don't even understand how, you know, how Google worked. No one understands how it works now, uh, but they didn't even understand how it worked back in the day. And then so I was having trouble selling it to a studio the documentary, which is a shame because anyone who's seen it definitely knows it's a great documentary. If you want to see it, I can give you the password to see it. It's online and has been for years. That'd be great. Password. I, we I can, can let people see the, it if they want to. We can put it in the show notes, perhaps. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, but okay. but we'll, we'll, we'll have to talk about it because then this happened. Uh, I was going to put it on my YouTube. You know, I didn't want to spend half a million dollars for a YouTube documentary, even though it was beautifully shot. It might as well. It was a shame that no one gets to see it. It was very well done. Had very heartfelt interviews with people who my heart goes out to who lost all their all their money. They lost all their businesses. I interviewed four or five of them. Uh, Google said their sites were low quality. This is right when Panda and Penguin came out. Google said their sites are low quality. That's, you know, I'm not a lawyer. I can't give legal advice. But in my opinion, that's next to slander, right? Just saying that their business is low quality. Google decided to become the Better Business Bureau without anyone electing them to be the Better Business Bureau or anyone agreeing that they should be the Better Business Bureau. They decide what businesses and business niches get to exist online on the internet. And they've decided it's only big brands run by mostly uh, straight, white, rich men. Sorry, that's what it's going to be. Because uh, of course, you know, that's what it is, right? You know, all these big brands, the CEOs and shareholders are for the most part, straight, white, rich men from America. So they made that decision for the entire world. That's another way in which they're incredibly unethical. They're incredibly unethical to BIPOC, right? Because the sites they disenfranchise are uh, skewed to that demographic, sadly. So I wanted to out them on this. I wanted to tell the world about this. And I got a little, a little note from John Mueller through the grapevine that uh, in no uncertain terms said something to the effect of, if you do this, there will be problems. So uh, Google has unlimited money in their legal team to keep anyone in court as long as they want. It doesn't matter if you've done anything wrong. They can just keep you in court forever. And I don't have unlimited funds. <laughs> Definitely not after funding a $0.5 million documentary. So I had to be quiet and I couldn't show anybody it. So if some people want to see it on the down low, I could send, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com and I could show you what we made because it was beautifully shot. It was, it was very well made. But sadly, I can't release this publicly. And, you know, now it's like, now it's like 10 years old. Although people in the industry, it's still relevant, right? Still the same modus operandi that Google's been on since Panda and Penguin. Disenfranchise the little guy and rely on the big brand. Oh, you're an affiliate? Disenfranchise. Oh, you're you're a blog writing uh, niche on niche topics? Disenfranchise. We only want big brands. Uh, guys, they also guess what? They spend money on Google Ads. What a what a coincidence that that, that how that works, right? 
so yeah. And so slowly their, their motto, don't be evil, literally was changed to do the right thing. Because sometimes in ethics, and I studied this, uh, as we discussed last podcast, I studied ethics ex- uh, pretty much exclusively in my academic career. I know ethics very, very well. And it's very easy. It's, it's, when you say don't be evil, it's really hard to make money. When you say do the right thing, you can easily make money because you could say sometimes punishing people is the right thing in some ethical, some mistaken ethical systems. It's never right to hurt people, punishment or not. Uh, when they say uh, spare the royal, spoil the child, I say hit them with the rod, spoil the child is, is what I say. But I won't get any more political about that. I won't talk about uh, more ethics about that just so people understand where I'm coming from when I say it that they could still do the right thing and hurt small sites because they're spammy, as if they deserve to be disenfranchised because they're spammy or they don't know how to set up WordPress right. Because who does? Like, these guys are running a pet store. These guys are running a restaurant. They don't know how to set up WordPress and they shouldn't, they shouldn't have to have the super fastest site, right? That, that shouldn't be a requirement. And we all know that is, for a long time, Google said that's a ranking requirement. It has to be fast and has to be this, page speed this, blah, 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 blah. These are the ways in which they're unethical because their seemingly benign choices have real hurtful consequences. And so everything in, in AI that I do, I try to help, I'm trying to help people. I'm trying to empower people so that you can take back some of the control yourself and you can use AI to take back some of the control yourself. Here's just, if, if, I, if you don't mind me giving just a couple of shameless plugs, here's a couple of quick ways in which I do that. One, I run an underground SU university where I actually test Google's algorithms. And I know with some scientific level of certainty, what is a ranking factor and what is not. I know if PageSpeed is actually a ranking factor or not, regardless of what Google says about it. If you want more information about that, definitely email me at joshbashinsky.com. Another thing I've built is a next generation AI tool called Keyword Spy. I gave uh, quite an invective for it last time, so I won't do the whole thing this time again. Just you could try it for free for two weeks. It's a full next generation AI tool, which is way better than any of the AI tools out there, in my opinion. I won't mention any by name I was about to, but I'm not going to. It's a much better on-page tool, in my opinion. It's using next level auto GPT kind of built-in thinking. Like this is what AI is supposed to be, like thinks for itself and has an SEO consultant wrapped in there. Uh, telling you everything you need to do for your on-page and soon to be uh, other off-page ranking factors. And you might be like, well, what other off-page ranking factors are there other than links? There's a whole bunch of them. I found them in underground SU universities. So if you want to learn about new ranking factors and you want to have AIs do all the work for you, email me at joshbashinsky at gmail.com. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our sponsor, Previsible. So you're looking for SEO help and you got a couple of options. You could start replying to spam from agencies that claim they can get you to rank number one on Google. You can pay an hourly rate for a consultant who will inevitably nickel and dime you with hourly charges. Or you can work with a cookie cutter agency to quickly launch a strategy-less project with low success rate. None of those sound very good, now do they? Well, that's where Previsible's integrated consulting model comes in. Previsible draws from a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to unlock your organic growth opportunities. They build custom solutions that combine strategy, technical expertise, content, and reporting to effectively operationalize SEO for your business. Previsible's four-stage approach ensures that your SEO programs thrive by starting off with a strategy-first approach. Then they support you in your efforts to create quality content, help you identify technical issues, and most importantly, they'll work with your cross-functional teams to integrate your SEO strategies to make sure that your SEO budget actually drives results, not just your agency's bottom line. 
So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, Square, all who rely on the SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's previsible, P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. Excellent. Excellent. When you can describe it as a war, and maybe this is uh, just over my head, but don't be evil, Google's secret war. Is this like an internal war or is this a war against... Is this a good versus evil internal war? Or is this like their war against the 2 billion you know, American citizens or, or the 2 billion internet users that they're trying to control? Yes, yes. That's, that's perfect, Jeff. You're, you're right. All of the above. All of the above. So internally to Google and people who've known... Uh, other SEOs know Googlers probably way better than I do, hung out with them. You know how, you know, Matt Cuss doesn't work there anymore. A lot of the old people don't work there anymore. Why? Because they changed, right? They changed. And I've had debates with Paul Haar, who was a senior engineer. I've had debates with Matt Cuts, And they were trying to do good. They were trying to, they thought they were on the side of right, but they slowly, and another Google employee just quit. Their previous head of AI research just quit. Uh, again, for the same reason is that they see how things are going. They see the writing on the wall. But that's not really the war. So there is that internal war for sure. But that's not the war I'm talking about. The war I'm talking about is against us. You're right. The 2 billion users or so. The people who use Google every day, not only the site owners who they're business owners who get their sites disenfranchised and they're therefore extorted like a mafia protection racket and have to pay Google their Google tax to have ads at the top of the page. Not only that war, and then the clicks go up every single month right? The bidding system is made to inflate over time. And after a while, a mom and pop is paying $20 a click, $40 a click, $5 a click. All that's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's highway robbery. I'm not only even talking about that war, I'm talking about the war of this, the searcher. For example, everyone thinks Google is free. Do you think Google is free, Jeff? I'll put you on the spot. Do you think it's free to be a searcher? I view myself as a... Um as eyeballs, right, that are monetized. Um, it's sort of how I view myself wherever I'm on the internet. It's not just Google, but I know that my presence can be, whether it's on Amazon or it's on Google, my presence there is being monetized whether or not I want it to be. Yes, and you're completely right. Google search is not free to use. It's a socialist system. It is socialism in the worst sense, and I'm Canadian, remember, so I'm, I'm <laughs> much further left than most folks, right? It's socialism in the worst sense in that it is censored socialism. I pay for your searches and you pay for my searches. Do you know how that works? Let me tell you how it works. I'd love to hear. When I do a search and I click on a Google ad, I made that business because that's all at the top of the search anyway. And that's all there is. Although I bet a bunch of SEOs are like this. I always scroll past the ads. I never click an ad and I always click an organic result just out of spite for, for the most part and, and out, of, out of knowing that I don't want to cost someone $20 just because I don't know what I, what I need, right? But, but besides the point, when someone, I'm in the 0.001% minority. When, when the vast, vast majority of Google users use Google search, they click the ads because that's what, that's what at the top, as you said, over 50% of searches are zero-click searches to, to organic, to people. That all goes to the Google products. It all goes to, to, to ads and clicks and other products on the top. When that business has to pay $20 per click per a cost of acquiring a customer, do you think they just go, oh, well, I guess we'll just pay Google their Google tax because the, they're the ones who won the internet war and they get to tax everyone to get access to the internet. Do you think they do that? No. No, they don't. This is a tool of end-stage capitalism that disenfranchises, again, all the small mom and pops until you, all you have left are the big brands. 
And then the big brands can afford to lower their prices to run all the other smaller companies out of business. It's the Walmart syndrome. It's the Amazon syndrome. And then finally, when all the other competition has been washed out, partly because of the evils of end-stage capitalism and also the evils of Google helping them do this, then they raise their prices again. So I pay for your searches and you pay for my searches, right? Yep. Do you think the shareholders and the CEO decided to take a pay cut because they had to pay Google their Google tax? No, they raise prices on the products when they can. And so everything, the cost of living, the cost of everything goes up. And that's how you pay for Google search. It's in the cost of living, right? Yep. So Google's not free and Facebook isn't free either. None of these systems that say they are free are free. Yeah. They all monetize in other ways and they do so draconically and increasingly without any regulations. This is where we need regulations. We don't need to regulate AI and we never could. It's physically impossible. This is where we need more regulations. We need to regulate marketing companies. We need to regulate Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, YouTube, and TikTok for stop messing with our dopamine cycles. Stop messing with your hypnotic AI that just tricks us into going down these rabbit holes into racism, that craziness, this. That all needs to be regulated. Stop making us, bilking us for more money at the exact right time. That needs to all be regulated. The search marketing costs for clicks needs to be regulated. And as I said in my TEDx talk, what needs to happen immediately is NATO or United Nations or the American government needs to buy Google and Facebook and turn around and hire them to run it because no one would be better at running those systems. Well, you could find anyone to run Facebook. They don't seem to know what they're doing. But Google should be bought, turned around, Google search ideas, should be purchased from Alphabet, turn around, hire those people to run it, whatever makes sense, as an NPO, and search is government-controlled and free and has rules that we all get to vote on. There's a charter of rights for the searcher and the searchee, the businesses in it, and it says something like, hey, you can only have 50% big brands in the top. you got to give the other 50% spots to small mom and pops to give them a chance, or something like that. Then it would be fair, and it wouldn't really be run that different from what we see now we would agree with 99% of what Google censors. All they are is a censorship engine. They're not a search engine. They're a censorship engine. But the difference is some key differences that small mom and pops would have a, cho- a chance. Even ones with crappy sites might be given a chance. And you're like, well, this is what Google tries to do already. And I say, one, bull. No, they don't. They're just trying to make money. That Don't, don't believe their public relations fluff. But even if we agree and say, okay, yeah, yeah, a few employees left at Google are trying to kind of pump up what seems to be good businesses. Okay. But two, there's still a dictatorship, right? Even if they're a benevolent dictatorship, there's still a dictatorship. And in a liberal democracy, a dictatorship is untenable. A dictatorship is evil. A dictatorship is unethical. We do not allow dictatorships, nor should we allow dictatorships. Everything should be based on rights and a liberal democratic voting system. That is the most ethical way of doing it that we've ever developed. And that is the way that the doorway to the internet needs to be run. And in 100 years, in 200 years, we'll look back at this time in history and go, what were these idiots doing? Because that's how they will do it in the future. Because this is all going to crash, right? This is all going to crash and burn. The cost of living is going to get so high and the cost of doing business on the internet is going to get so high that nobody can do it anymore and no one's buying anything anymore. It's, it, the system's all going to tumble, just like the housing crisis system all tumbled. Another, this bubble is going to burst. And in a few hundred years, they're going to realize. Wow. Fascinating stuff from Josh here. We're running out of time, but I did want to say in wrapping up, as you mentioned earlier in the podcast, search for plaid shirts. I sure did. Search for plaid shirts. Ads at the top, REI Cabela's. Number one organic ranking is Amazon. Number two is Macy's. 
So, and if I did it up here in Canada, I would still get Hudson's Bay Company, which is another giant brand. Yep. Well, really appreciate the time, Josh. Fascinating. I encourage people to take advantage of watching Josh's TEDx talk, as well as perhaps emailing him and getting a, a viewing of the documentary, trying out Keyword Spy. Josh, it's been a pleasure. Thanks, Ben. It's been my pleasure. Anytime I get to talk about this is a good day for me. Okay, that wraps up this episode of the Voices of Search podcast. Thanks to Josh Bashinsky for joining us. If you'd like to learn more about Josh, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. Contact him on Twitter, where his handle is Josh Bashinsky, J-O-S-H-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S-K-I. Or check out his podcast at youtube.com slash J-B-A-C-H-Y-N-S. Thank you. All right. Thanks to Jeff Atkinson, our technical SEO guest host. If you'd like to get in touch with Jeff, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Jeff Atkinson. That's G-E-O-F-F-A-T-K-I-N-S-O-N. Or you could visit his company's website, which is huckabuy.com. H-U-C-K-A-B-U-Y.com. And a special thanks to Previsible for sponsoring this podcast. If you're looking for support with all of your SEO needs, Previsible's integrated consulting model is there for you. They draw on a collective 40 years of SEO and digital marketing experience to help you unlock your organic search and growth opportunities. So join brands like Yelp, eBay, Canva, Atlassian, and Square, all who rely on SEO consultants at Previsible. For more information, go to previsible.io. That's P-R-E-V-I-S-I-B-L-E dot I-O. And a special thanks to Ahrefs for sponsoring this podcast. Monitoring your website used to require multiple expensive tools. But that's not the case anymore, thanks to Ahrefs. Because they just launched their Ahrefs Webmaster Tools product, which monitors your SEO health, helps you keep track of your backlinks, and gives you the insight into what keywords are performing for free. So check out Ahrefs Webmaster Tools at ahrefs.com slash A-W-T. That's Ahrefs, A-H-R-E-F-S dot com slash A-W-T. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to VoicesOfSearch.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your SEO questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is Voices of Search on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet, and you want a daily stream of SEO and content marketing insights in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day during the work week. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed in the next business day. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, remember, the answers are always in the data.